Hi, my name is Eddie, and you're listening to the Kuyanet Podcast, where we discuss the Bible, mission, theology, and world Christianity. Don't forget to subscribe if you don't want to miss any future episodes. Welcome. Good morning, or good afternoon, in the case of my guest today. I'm talking to Dr. Rico Villanueva. Did I pronounce your name correctly there? Yes, thank you. Um, now, Rico, your your name um, to my ears sounds Spanish. But, it is, uh, yeah. But you yourself are not Spanish, and you are not from one of the Latin American countries. So, could you just introduce yourself and perhaps explain why you have the name you have? So, hi, hi, everyone. I'm. Federico, actually, that's the full name. That's Federico cool. Villanueva. If you type that, you'll be brought to the Latin America, you know, to the Spanish world, you know. And we have Spanish name. Even the Philippines has been named uh, from King Philip. Who, I mean, because uh, the Spaniards colonized us since 1521 up to around the end of the 19th century, more than 300 years. And one of the things they did was to change uh, most of the names of, of uh, Filipinos, which, you know, so I have that. But anyway, so you, the name Rico means rich. So it's it's, it's a nice name. Yes. I'll or delicious. Asking, <laughs> I'll be asking you for some money. Um, <laughs> so you just sneaked in there that you actually come from the Philippines. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, for those who are geographically challenged, wh where is where are the Philippines, and and what it's, are they like? Uh, it's uh, somewhere in the east. I don't know. I'm not good in geography, sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, of course, you can easily Google this. But it's it's uh, it has more or less seven thousand islands. You know, wow. so we have last. Yeah, so it's less yeah. scattered. It's it's a bit similar to England in terms of shape, but we have more scattered, you know, islands mm -hmm. all over. Yeah, seven thousand of them. Of course, some of these are really small, you know, and and, and inhabitable and so on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> and could you just tell us about your family, a little bit about yourself? Yes, my name. I mean, my I'm married to Rosemary very English name, although the spelling is different. It's Rosemary, R-I-E at the end. Okay. And uh, my, I have a son. Uh, his name is Jeremiah Emir. And then my daughter, Faye. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Now, could you just tell us a, a bit about your the ministry, the work you're involved in, and how you came to be doing that? Mm -hmm. So currently... Uh, I'm the, uh, what they call commissioning editor for Langham Publishing, which means we, I'm, I'm uh, in charge of all the publications of Langham Literature, which is a Christian evangelical organization whose, uh, whose heart is really to give voice to majority world, mm. you know, like Asia. So I'm, I'm here in Asia and particularly in the Philippines to encourage writers. And I'm right myself, mm -hmm. I see myself also as a writer. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of, of Langham publications. Uh, they, they, Good. 
They were founded by John Stott, is that correct? Yes, John Stott. We will be celebrating his uh, centennial birthday this April. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Mm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And is Chris Wright involved with Langham? Yes, he is the, uh, what's it called now? Used to be the national director, but now the global. Uh, yeah, like, like, sorry, I don't know the, the exact term now. <laughs> yeah, global good. representative, you know, of, uh, yeah. of uh, Langham partnership. Because Langham has three ministries. The first is the uh, scholars like myself. I, I have been one of the Langham scholars who was blessed to be supported by John Stats Foundation so that I was able to study, do my PhD. So that's one. The second is literature. And then the third one, which is now around the world, is on preaching. Yeah. So those three, three ministries. <clears throat> And apart from working with Langham, you, you do a few other things too, in, in yes. your spare time. In my spare time, I well, do <laughs> part-time teachings. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's plural. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I see myself as, um, you know, my, my God has called me, I think, to communicate God's message, but through different means like uh, teaching, preaching so i've been a pastor myself for more than 10 years here in manila yeah but but uh, recently i've seen myself more as a, a writer so you know <clears throat> and um, and these all came back uh, you were asking earlier where how did i you know reach to this point yeah. where i'm in charge i mean i'm involved in this kind of ministry i remember early on uh, i sensed that the lord is calling me you know when I was in my year five or six, I was maybe 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. I was preaching already. I would wow. imitate my, the sermons of my dad in church. Yeah. And then I would preach it on Monday morning to my classmates. <laughs> and yeah, I would, I would teach children, you know, uh, mm -hmm. near our house. So in one house of, uh, of someone we know in church. I would gather children and teach them Bible stories, you know. But one one evening after I I taught, one of the fathers of the children, one of the fathers of the children, parents came to me and told me, "Why are you teaching? You are just a child." Yeah, he said. So I felt discouraged by those words. So when I went home, I I cried to the Lord. I was in my room, mm -hmm. you know, knelt down by the bed with my Bible. And I told the Lord what the father, the child told me. He said, mm -hmm. why am I teaching, Lord? I am only a child. And I, I threw that as like a question. But I think that's also like one of my first laments, if I may yeah. say. Why? You know, why am I teaching? And as I was crying, <clears throat> I then opened my Bible. I don't know why, but I just, because the Bible was before me. Anyway, I mm -hmm. knelt down and we with the Bible on the bed. And the, the verse in the Bible right away was Jeremiah 1 7, which, which says there something like, Do not uh, do not say I'm a child. You know, he said, but to all that I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command yeah. you, you shall speak. So I didn't, I was not aware that what is the Lord telling me to say, mm -hmm. where, you know, where, where he was wanting me to go. But later on, I realized that. 
it will be through also through my writings, you know, yeah. preaching, teaching, mm -hmm. and now through my writings. <clears throat> I didn't see myself as a writer at first. In fact, the very first thing that I published was my PhD dissertation, which fortunately right. was published. You know, it's, it's yeah. on the Psalms of Lament. Okay, I, I work on that you know, for my PhD when I was in the UK from 2004 to 2008. Then after that, when I went to the Philippines, back to the Philippines with my family, mm -hmm. I wrote a pastoral application of the Lament Psalms of my dissertation, which I entitled, It's Okay to Be Not Okay, The Message of the Lament Psalms. I will, so that's I where where we are now <laughs> yeah. i i'm actually in the middle of reading it's okay not to be okay and i'm really enjoying it oh it's thank you mm, very good. helpful i i put a quote on my blog just a couple of days ago and i'll i'll put a review uh in the right. next week but thank it's you it's very very good and i will put a link under this video so that people can find it on amazon um it's it's actually I don't, the price they're selling it for on Kindle is not going to make you rich. It's, no, it, yeah. it's very, very reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. And I can't see any reason why people wouldn't read it. Um, right. the, the price is not an excuse. Uh, but you, you mentioned that you studied the Lament Psalms. You, you did your PhD in Bristol? Yes, at the University of Bristol, yes. So can you explain just what the Psalms of Lament are and, and why it is that you studied them? Right. The first question, the first part of the question is what are the laments? Uh, the, the lament Psalms are about our, as, as my title in my book puts it, not okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the things that we'd rather uh, ignore or, you know, put it under the rug. You know, so they're, they're, the, the laments are actually um, about difficult experiences, you know. So they're, but they're also prayers. Yeah. Uh, out of the extremely difficult situations, the people cried out to God. They expressed their grief. You know, they complained. Mm -hmm. They complained to the Lord. And th they're honest expressions of what uh, the people of God are going through. And that that that's one of the things that drew me to the lament psalms because uh, I was experiencing uh, personally depression mm -hmm. as a young person then, and then later when I became a pastor, I I noticed that even though many of our members are going through some really tough times, you know, we yeah. continue to sing the same songs all the time you know happy songs like and most of these are english by the way you know and, right. and you know popular ones you know upbeat you know and so I, that that started me thinking why why are we like this is there a room you know for our not okay experience our suffering our pain our questions in the presence of god in the community you know? and so i was led eventually I think the the Holy Spirit helped me and led me yeah. to the Book of Psalms, and there I I first discovered through. So actually, before even before I did my PhD in England, I already knew what my PhD research will be on, right? And it will be on the lament. Yeah. yeah. So, 
you've said a little bit. Um, why do you think that lament is important? You know, surely if God mm. is in control, um, yeah. why why should we lament? Everything's going to work out fine. Yes. I, actually, that, that, that's actually one of the, uh, I would say, hindrances to to moving forward. You know, so we mm -hmm. we are Christians are taught tend to um, be over what they call it, dependent on the fact that God is in control, you know, and sometimes we use that as an excuse to confront mm -hmm. what we are actually going through. So even if we are, we're not okay, we just say, oh, God is in control and that's it. But yeah. sometimes it's an escape. But, but the thing about the laments is that they challenge us to confront our negativities, you know? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, I mean, in English, we'd lived there for almost four years. You stiff up a lip, you know, yeah. uh, or you put the negative things under the rug. In the Philippines, one of the most popular songs is entitled, Tawanan mo ang iyong problema. You see, problema, that's Spanish. <laughs> in English, it's uh, laugh at your problems, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and that's and, a Christian song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a popular song. Mm -hmm. But there's also a Christian song which says, "Ang buhay ng Kristiano ay laging masayang tunay." So the Christian life is always happy all the time, you know. Yeah. So we have our God is good all the time, you know. We have our own uh, version of that, but it's we're happy all the time. So and um, we are not good in confronting our situation and so on. So this is one of the reasons why we need the. Lament. And the laments also teach us about the importance of emotions in the life mm -hmm. of faith. Uh, one problem with Christianity is that we have been trained, even in our discipleship, to focus mostly on the intellect. Mm -hmm. you know? but, but of course, psycholo psychologists are telling us that we are more uh, emotional beings, actually. Yeah. We are, yeah. consist more of emotions. And, and you see this in the book of Psalms. You know, people like even David is not ashamed to say, I flood my bed with tears in Psalm mm -hmm. 6. They, they, they express their anger, Psalm 137, 139, their grief, their distress. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart, says Psalm 13. You know, mm -hmm. Every day, how long? And by the way, in the Old Testament, when they say how long, it must be long. And like, unlike today, when you say how long. Maybe two minutes is already too long because of the yeah. fast-paced internet. <laughs> yeah. But in ancient times, when you say how long, that could be years, decades maybe. Like remember Abraham, you know, waited 25 years yeah. before Isaac came. So that must be really long. So, mm -hmm. And then you have that experience. But the good thing about it is that they do not um, put it under the rug, as it were, or mm -hmm. stiff up. At them. Mm -hmm. they, they do cry. And yeah. they, they express it to God, you know, whatever they're going through at the moment. And I think that's one way in which people become not only more realistic, but closer to the Lord. Because the more real we are to a person, isn't it? In any relationship, you know, the closer we become. We, if we only share the happy, nice bits, controlled one, you know, mm -hmm. then they, people don't really know us, you know. Because that's not what we really are. 
we become who really are more with people whom we are most intimate with and that is true also for our lord with our lord i think <clears throat> i i think that is actually really profound and i just like to pause there um thank you because i i think what we are taught is perhaps the wrong word but what we assume in our christian culture is that to be close to god you've always got to be upbeat you've got to be confident you've got to be happy and if you're not happy you can't be close to god but what you are saying is that is when we are really honest and that involves sharing our pain yeah. that we are closer to god is do, do i get you there yes and in, in my culture we have a saying which says that let me just say it in tagalog first so you can yes, hear please. tagalog yeah. <laughs> ang nagsasabi ng tapat nagsasama ng maluwat you know the, those who are honest or to tell what what's really in their hearts you know, uh, tend to have the relationship uh, further you know or yeah makes the relationship grow even more deeper as we become uh, more open and, and of course uh, eddie everyone i mean the lord already knows what's in our hearts anyway you know? <laughs> yes I mean, why why be you know some people want to be you know nice lord i bless you you know i when in fact within them you know uh they're mm -hmm. not so i mean yeah. the lord is it is something the lord is telling us you know i know you mm -hmm. i know you my child why don't you and it's okay for me you know, just to be who you are and i like that uh line in in a song come as you are as just as you are you know mm -hmm. uh, before your god when we come yeah. to the lord we all uh just just as we are even if we are broken mm -hmm. you know, and uh, unsure in a mess uh, yeah. we can be who we are before the lord you know god that accepts us and does not reject us but to, to put the other side to that, um, doesn't Paul say that we should rejoice in the Lord always? Does that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, actually, in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, you have, I will bless the Lord at all times. I think that's Psalm 34. But I then, am, right after 34. I'm really impressed how well you know the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. But then, after, thank you. After Psalm 34, 35. So, I will bless the Lord at all times, David was saying. But after. 34 psalm 35 he's already lamenting you know so you have this tension you know yeah uh, and even in the new testament you have philippians 4 for rejoicing the lord always but even the apostle paul himself who wrote those words says in romans i think 12 rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn yeah. <clears throat> so we don't need to take that literally unfortunately some christians even say that joylessness is a sin i read that actually you know, joylessness is a sin actually that's that's wrong because even our lord jesus himself when he was on the cross and before that at gethsemane he actually admitted to his disciples he said it my soul is very sorrowful and the way the word he used there is the greek perilupos which means yeah. not just sorrowful but very sorrowful i mean mm -hmm. jesus the if if it is true that Christians should always rejoice, then Jesus failed that. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't always rejoice. And of course, mm -hmm. on the cross, he cried, My God, my God, why 
hast thou forsaken me? So you have these two tensions, you know, you, you lament, you rejoice always also. So, so what do we do? You know, you, you have <laughs> Jesus against Paul. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but of course, we are commanded to walk as Jesus did. So I think <clears throat> we, we, we try to live our lives uh, as children of God with, uh, with rejoicing mm -hmm. uh, in faith as much yeah. as we are able. But that does not mean that we no longer uh, experience the brokenness of this world. In fact, most of the time, many times I would imagine, because remember in Revelation 21, the Lord says that uh, when he comes, he will wipe away the tears. Yes. Again, not tears yeah. in your eyes. Now, what will the Lord wipe in your eyes if you i mean you're not going so it assumes that many of god's children yeah when jesus comes are actually in tears it's okay to cry that's one of the chapters of my book you know but yeah. again i mean many christians uh, especially here they say men don't cry some asian i mean we are asians and yeah. in some asian cultures men are not allowed to cry even in wakes you know like mm -hmm. funerals <clears throat> Yes, yeah, it's, it's very similar in England. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would, I, we could go talk about lament for a lot longer, but um, mm -hmm. I, I would encourage people to read your book. Um, but I'd like to just touch on something else. Um, you, you did your doctorate in English. But yes, you've, yes. You've already um, shared in Tagalog. Could you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what is your first language? I, I'm a Bible translator. I can't stop asking. Yeah, me. yeah. Mm -hmm. So my language is called Pangasinan from that province, Pangasinan. We have at least 70 languages, by the way. You know? so yeah. we have, our national language is Filipino. So, and then English is one of the uh, ma major languages as well, mm -hmm. at least among Everywhere, I mean, almost everyone can understand at least basic English. So Pangasinan is also the, my, my first language, the first language in which a portion of the Bible was translated first in the Philippines. I think that was early 1900s, I forgot. Yeah. And I remember my grandfather was a lay preacher in, in our province holding that old Pangasinan Bible. You know? Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was only a child then. I don't know where it is now, but I wish, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I took hold of it because later I would be, you know, I, I don't know that I would later teach Bible. And I've been involved also in Bible translation, by the way, with Philippine Bible Society. So we did okay. the Greek-Tagalog interlinear. Yeah. So we had that. So we have, I'm, I, I've been uh, part of that project. Greek Fantastic. and then the Tagalog. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned just a little confused there. You mentioned that national language is Filipino, but also Tagalog. Philip, there... uh, it's Tagalog, but uh, it's more Filipinized. So they made it actually originally from, from Tagalog. So Tagalog and Filipino is uh, are, are basically related, but Filipino is the more national. You know, okay. they made some. Uh, a little change there. So every Filipino, for example, would have at least three languages, his or her province, sometimes two because the father and the does, and then yeah. the Tagalog or Filipino, and then English, you know. So yeah. actually the English is like the third or the second. Yeah. So 
for Christians, if if you're writing in English, for Christians reading that, if it's their third language, you know, I uh, I speak three languages, but my third is not very strong. Um, mm. I'm happier reading in my first two. Mm-hmm. Ha- um, is English the best medium for your writing? Or uh, here in the Philippines, yeah. for academic, yes. Uh, for more popular, of course, Tagalog still. I mean, mm-hmm. Tagalog is uh, every one, 85% of Filipinos. It depends also on the social status. The yeah. Maybe A, B, C would prefer English. Mm-hmm. And because of the strong influence of American you know, culture, mm-hmm. we've been under them uh, since the beginning of the I mean, 1900s, yeah. about 40 years. So everything is almost all in English, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sometimes uh, Christians would go to their churches and read, Filipinos reading it in English. <clears throat> yeah, very common. But, but, you know, it's still different when you read in your heart language, you know, yeah. in, uh, Tagalog, which is very... I think very rich, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this verse in the in Revelation, where, which says that every nation, tongue, you know, language, people. I would mm-hmm. like to hear my Pangasinan there, you know, worshiping, you know, saying or being or 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 Filipino Tagalog there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would like to hear my own language there. I hope it's not just English or Chinese. No, I, I think I think English speakers are going to be very surprised when they find they're in the min- minority. Okay. <laughs> you know, most of us English speakers assume heaven will speak English. Nah, but the great thing is we'll understand. But yeah. I, I understand that you do some of your writing in Tagalog. Is that right? Yes, I've started doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, just recently, uh, and and uh, because I believe that there's a need for it, you know. So yeah. I'm working. Uh, now, I pub- uh, Last year, I published two, just two minor articles in Tagalog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, I probably won't link to those because not many of my, not many people who listen to this podcast speak Tagalog. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, just to to close, just um. I like to ask a few questions just to sort of more personally. Um, uh, the first one, you've spent time in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. Coming from the Philippines, you see the UK with the eyes of an outsider, which gives you a clarity that um, insiders don't always have. You know, we're, we're so familiar. So if you had a couple of minutes to speak to the leaders of the evangelical church in the UK what do you think you'd want to say to them that's a daunting question who am I (laughs) to speak you know so we've lived there only for about almost four years yeah and I've I've been there I've enjoyed uh, the culture Uh, but but looking back um I would say that one of the things that that might uh, help my my brothers and sisters in the in the UK is just w- w- this this biblical uh, teaching of uh, <clears throat> lament. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, which you might may not appreciate sometimes. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was there, Eddie, uh, and I was invited in one of the Bible studies in, in an Anglican church, just a small group. Mm -hmm. And I was sharing about these uh, imprecatory prayers, mm -hmm. you know, those hard, you know, angry prayer. Yeah. And, and one of the British men came to me afterwards and said, I just couldn't imagine how anyone you know, can mm -hmm. pray that, you know, I mean, maybe because you belong to different, more organized, more, you know, I mean, for example, in the Bible, the reason why they're crying out to God, because even the justice system mm -hmm. has, is controlled by, by the wicked, you know, of course, that's different yeah. in, in the UK, where people can, uh, anyone can just go to a court, you know, mm -hmm. and you have this uh, justice system, but, 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 but remember that the Bible and also many parts of the world, that is not their experience. That is not yeah. our experience. Mm -hmm. and, and so lament is not actually only for your own. Mm -hmm. You lament on behalf of others as well. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes, because, because you are in a controlled, nice, you know, uh, predictable, you know, mm -hmm. uh, situation. You, you can be just, you can live by your own, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's one important remember, re, uh, realities that, that we can see reflected mm -hmm. in the lament sound. And then secondly, I think the, I mentioned earlier about the importance of emotions being mm -hmm. real to God. I mean, we can learn from other cultures. My culture tends to cry a lot. <clears throat> when I was in the UK, uh, there's rare... I rarely see expressions of emotions, but as different cultures, we can learn from each other. You might yes, be strong yeah. in other areas, mm -hmm. but it's in the area of emotions, which other cultures, maybe like myself, if I may, can contribute and for intimacy, for uh, inner strength, <clears throat> and uh, for feeling what others feel, you know. Mm -hmm. The more we grow in the, I mean, the lament psalms can aid us, if mm -hmm. I may, help us to yes. grow in these areas. I think that's those, at least two things I can share with my brothers and sisters there. Thank you. No, I, I think that that's very, very helpful. And having lived outside of the UK, I, I recognize those mm -hmm. things. Um, I think in the UK, we assume that life is under control. And those parts of the Bible that speak to life not being in control are difficult for us. I, I hope that the COVID pandemic may have taught us something. I think yeah. people may be understanding the need for laments now uh, in a way that they didn't before. Um, and if so, read Rico's book. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good promotion. <laughs> like 10% of your sales, please. Um, and then just, just lastly, um, to, to more informal questions, but questions that some people find the hardest of all. Um, just to, to know something about you, what, what would you say is your favorite piece of music? Um, and, and if you want a secular piece and a Christian piece, you can have two. Okay, that, the, 
the it's a Tagalog, unfortunately. That's, so that's you might great. not appreciate. But it's uh, so you have in English, "Great is Thy faithfulness." Yeah. Uh, this one is different, uh, but it's it's also in some ways, but it's similar theme. The title is "Dakilang Katapatan." Great is Thy faithfulness, or yeah. uh, our great faithfulness, God's great faithfulness, which says that. Even at the very beginning of our history, the Lord is already there. And, and yeah. if, of course, uh, and in our, where, wherever we are, even through our times of oppression, the song is saying that we are, the Lord is with us and mm -hmm. uh, he will carry us through. And I remember as a child singing that song yeah, with tears in my eyes, you know, yeah. just, just feeling that. So I think. Uh, that that's a Christian song, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. for yeah. a secular song, <clears throat> huh. I don't have uh, any in my head at the moment. Sorry. That, yeah, that's no, fine. Sorry. Yeah. You're only really allowed one song, but um, I let okay. people have two. And how about books? Our favorite books. Yeah, it's just recently that. Uh, I'm working on, on uh, I've encountered this book. It's called Mahal na Passion, also in Tagalog. Mahal is beloved. Mm -hmm. Passion, that's the word for passion, the suffering. And it's a story of Jesus' suffering about from especially the Holy Weep. So mm -hmm. this, this book was written in 1704 by a Filipino. The Bible was prohibited. Uh, prohibited by the Spanish missionaries yeah. because in, in reaction to Protestant Reformation. So when they came here, they, they didn't want to do any Bible. But then the Bible that came in were stories from mm -hmm. Spanish, you know. Yeah. And this one has the story of Jesus, his suffering at Gethsemane. And on the cross, mm -hmm. he quoted from Psalm 22 of all the books in the Bible. You know, yes. There, we have there the lament. And I tell you, Aquino, Gaspar Aquino de Belen, that's his name, is, is a brilliant Tagalog speaker. I mean, he's, he made the story of Jesus very Filipino. Yeah. So when, when, when you read it as a Filipino, I, there are times when I would really cry and I could identify. It's like, Jesus became one with us in our suffering and he expressed our sufferings. You have to remember that during this time we were slaves. You know? Yeah. And you have just this Jesus. So I love this, this book, uh, really. Unfortunately, Protestant Christians don't read it because they think it's Catholic. <clears throat> but actually, it's considered the Bible during the Spanish period. Yeah. Because no Bible can get in, you know, and... And so you have this translation, and there's somewhat censorship, but 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 because this is about Jesus, the author was able to, you know, even sneak in some uh, what they call subversive, if I may, yeah. subversive ideas there. Fantastic. Like for example, the the cry of Jesus on the cross, "My God, My God, why hast thou forsaken me?" is longer. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It's a uh, so after that, "My God, My God, why have you forgotten me?" And then he says, you, you are kind with your servant, but with your own son, you don't even have, like, you didn't even show mercy. I mean, where did he get that? You know? 
Yeah. So it's like even in the translation, is he is he bringing in you know mm-hmm. our own experiences of the people as a people before the yeah. Lord. This is actually part of a book I'm writing, Eddie, on lament and revolution. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in Tagalog. Hibik at himagsik. I'm very excited about this book, you know, working on it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <clears throat> I'll have to learn Tagalog. It's the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, maybe someone could help, you know, translate it later. Yeah. It's, but, but, but just trying to show, one of my arguments in this book is that It's actually the lament of Jesus which enabled the people, our people, our forefathers to express their pain to the Lord and also empowered them to stand up against their colonizers. Because if you can question, and by the way, during those times, you don't complain, you will yeah. be killed. I mean, you will be punished at least, mm-hmm. you know. But here you have Christ complaining or you know lamenting against god if you can do that to god why can't our colonizers so some yeah. people must have and there's actually a book which argues about it's called passion and revolution but he didn't include the laments yeah and that's where i'd like to focus on so right. he big at he magsik <laughs> that's the title of my book coming from my favorite book right mahal na passion Yes. Mahala passion. Rico, when, when you start to speak about that book, you get very, very excited. Um, it, it's great. It's lovely to see your passion and enthusiasm. Yes. And, Thank you. And speaking as a, um, you know, coming from where I do with my background, I'm very excited that you're writing it in Tagalog. I'm just a little frustrated that I won't be able to read it. <laughs> But um, I, I think I to, to meet a scholar who has PhD and yet still cares about the people where they come from, it just encourages me so much. Um, you know, it, it's so often the case where folks come to the West to study and then get comfortable jobs here. And, but, you know, you've returned to the Philippines, you're writing in Tagalog. That, that, that just, that makes me very, very happy. I think, um, yeah, you're right, you know, and, and unfortunately some scholars are, have become like that. I mean, sometimes we tend to think that If we are published by Oxford or Cambridge, if we write yeah. in English, of course you need to write in English if you want yeah. to publish by them, you know, that you're okay. But I mean, what's our calling? Isn't it mm-hmm. that uh, to to be like our Lord, you know, to to reach out, you know, mm-hmm. to bring the good news to the poor? You know, and, yeah. uh, to, I mean, to bring liberty to the oppressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the scholarship for, if not for helping you know those yeah. who who are especially the marginalized yeah mm-hmm. no that that's wonderful thank you very much thank and you. thank you taking the for taking the time to um meet across quite a long time difference it's been we've had to organize this so um i've just got out yeah late for you thank you thank you also eddie for uh, this wonderful conversation some very good questions and um comments and uh, for those who are listening as well thank you for 
taking the time to listen to us. It's a privilege for me and a joy as well. Uh, thank you. It's been, it's been really exciting. The Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Hope that you found this both interesting and informative. If you'd like more content like this, you can find it at our blog, www.kuya.net, or on our YouTube channel, KuyaNet. If you'd like to support this work, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash KuyaNet. The music is Adding the Sun by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com, and it's licensed on a Creative Commons 3.0.